Well, what a joy to be with you today, you brave women, for coming out in this torrential downpour. I was uh, just in Roatan this last week, and it rained most of the week, like torrential flooding downpour. So I'm feeling right at home here right now. Um, so we were serving this last week with our missionaries, Deborah and Sarah Honeycutt, and we were at this school, Samuel Raymond Christian School, with these precious, precious little children about 60 kids, and they all memorized scripture. So it was no surprise to me to discover that they have all memorized John 3.16. This was actually the second verse that I memorized as a child, and it has continued to be an anchor for me, um, both as a missionary and as a follower of Jesus and the work that we have done all over the planet. Um, In fact, here is a picture of one of the vacation Bible schools that we held in the Philippines that was based on John 3, 16. And I can still hear those sweet little voices as they would say, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Let's pray together as we dive in. Almighty one, what an awesome privilege it is to be here and to be in your presence. And Lord, that's what we feel and what we sense is that your presence is what surrounds us, that fills us and flows through us. We are grateful for this little verse that is so powerful and so profound that reminds us that you love us, that you gave your son for us, and that whoever would receive you, would have a gift, not only of a relationship with you in this moment, but a relationship that expands eternity. We thank you for that. Expand our hearts today, God, as we listen to you. In your name we pray, amen. So as we continue our journey through this passage, the word that we're gonna focus on today is whosoever. And you're not going to forget this word by the time this message is over. Um, Whosoever, we will use it interchangeably with whoever in our modern day uh, contemporary language. But the Greek word that was used in this passage, whosoever, was pas, means all in the sense of each and every part that applies or part of the whole. So simply put, it means whosoever means anyone, anywhere, at any time and without restriction. Now, I don't know about you, but this gives me so much hope. It gives me hope for the people that I love, that I am praying for, but it also gives me hope for the brokenness of the world in which we live. You see, when God looks at our world, he doesn't see a planet that is filled with land and with seas and this little ball or little globe. No, what he sees and what he loves is a world that is comprised of whosoever's faces that jump out of the planet, of individuals throughout all of history that he crafted in his own image, individuals that he created for a relationship and he grieved over our brokenness and the sin that separated us. And he gave his most precious prized possession his own son for you and for me so that we could be healed and we could be reconciled to himself. 
The Apostle John continues to unpack the heart of God for the whosoevers in John 3, 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him would be saved. Jesus stepped into our world to do what no one and nothing else could do, to redeem mankind. And in the three years of his public ministry, he went full on after the whosoevers. So who are the whosoevers that we see in the gospels? As I began to study this, I was blown away at how much he impacted people and reached people in the short time of his ministry. We only see a glimpse of it. There was so much more, but take a look at this. Jesus initially went to his own people. He wanted them to be free of the legalism that had entangled them. The gospel was also recorded Jesus's interactions with specific foreigners, such as the Roman centurion with a sick servant, the Roman governor, Pilate, the Canaanite woman with a sick daughter, the Samaritan leper who was grateful for his healing, and the Samaritan woman at the well. He engaged with orphans, with children, the hungry, the thirsty, strangers, sick, the prisoners, the wealthy, the outcast, and the oppressed. With lepers, the lame, the blind, the deaf, paralyzed, beggars, tax collectors, the demon-possessed, and the poor. He encouraged the imprisoned John the Baptist by having his disciples to report to him, the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. He went to fishermen, religious leaders, politicians, military leaders, widows, prostitutes. He, in fact, he engaged with many women with various different backgrounds. Of course, Mary, his mother, the Samaritan woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, Mary, Martha, the sinful woman who washed his feet with her hair, with her tears, and with oil, the woman who washed his feet with expensive perfume, the, woman who fought, the women who followed Jesus and supported his ministry even out of their own means, the women at the crucifixion, the women at the tomb. There were single women, married women, young women, older women, all of them deeply loved and valued by Jesus. Jesus's radical forgiveness, his compassion, his love, and his acceptance was for everyone, for all people and everywhere. It was for the Jews and for the Gentiles, people of all nations, tribes, and tongues. Jesus stood up for the marginalized. He understood the human condition with all of its frailties because he had stepped into our world and he experienced them for himself. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So who are the whosoevers in our day and time? They're really not that different from the whosoevers that we see in Jesus's day. People from all walks of life, different nationalities, different backgrounds, perhaps with different diseases today, 
different addictions, varied levels of depression or hopelessness, different relational dynamics, varied social economic uh, um, situations, many making other gods or idols for themselves just as broken and just as lost without Jesus. God is still a God who gets us and pursues the whosoevers of our day. I wanna tell you about a young whosoever named Shirley. She was the youngest of eight children and truly her daddy's little girl. Both her parents worked hard to provide for her family, but they barely had enough to get by. At the age of 14, her dreams of a better life took a dramatic turn. She was raped by an older man. Not only did she bear the scars of the violation, but her life would forever be marked with the reminder of the nightmare that she desperately wanted to forget and put behind her. She was pregnant. Should she have an abortion? Should she put the child up for adoption? She was only in eighth grade. What did she know about being a mother? With her parents' willingness to help her, she chose to keep the child. And at the age of 18, still dreaming of a better life, she hooked up with a man that was 11 years older than her, previously married, and had two other children. By the time that she was 21, she had four children. Her rescuer had turned out to be an alcoholic, he was abusive, and he was unfaithful. One day, they were living in a trailer park and a man by the name of Frank DeWitt visited them. He was kind and he was compassionate and he had the demeanor of an angel. He talked to them about Jesus and he invited them to church, but they really weren't that interested. Perhaps it was due to the shame. Perhaps it was the fear that they wouldn't be accepted if anyone saw the dark world in which they lived. But Frank persisted, and he asked if their little girl could ride the church bus on Sundays. Surprisingly, her parents agreed to let her go, and so she did. Each week, she would step onto the bus, and she would ride to church all alone. I love this story because it demonstrates how Jesus still uses extraordinary links to reach out to the whosoevers, to pursue the whosoevers. I want you to do something for me. I want you to pull out your phones for just a moment, and I want you to pull up your cameras. And toward the bottom or somewhere on your screen, there is the selfie little um, arrow, and I want you to click on that. And I want you to hold that up to your face, okay? Up to, your, um, up to your, the screen, up to yourself. Now, don't take a picture. It's all been raining, so we do not want to take pictures right now. But I want you to hold it up to your face. You, my friend, are a whosoever. You are sitting here today because Jesus went to extraordinary lengths to reconcile you to himself to bring you healing and forgiveness, to give you a hope, a new life, and to give you this moment and a future with God himself. Okay, you can put your cameras down.
So what does God promise us and all the other whosoevers? Well, John continues in John 3, 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, and whoever does not believe in him stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever believes may have eternal life in him. Whoever hears my word and believes him that who has sent me has eternal life and will not be judged and has crossed over from death to life. Whoever comes to me, I will not cast away. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and he in God. For those of us who believe and have put our trust in Jesus, these passages provide such great assurance for us. But as followers of Jesus, we were never meant to hold this assurance to ourselves. As whosoevers, that you and I are called to reflect Jesus in our culture, in our communities, and throughout the world, to deliver the message of the gospel, the good news, to the generations, to this generation, who is searching for truth, for hope, for meaning, and for purpose in life. We love because God first loved us. He sent his son to redeem us. It is this love that compels us to reach the other whosoevers of our world with great compassion and with truth. I'm going to read a few passages to you, and I just want you to listen to them. But these passages are, also, are often referred to as sending passages. And while they were spoken to the first followers of Jesus, they were intended for all who would follow after, including you and me. Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And often referred to as the Great Commission, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Interestingly, Jesus gave all of these commissions in various times and in various settings after the resurrection. These were words that were extremely important to him and passionate on his heart that he wanted to convey to his followers. He wanted them to embrace and to remember. So based on these passages, 
what do we do? We are to share the good news of Jesus and how he has changed our lives. That what he has done for us, he can do for all of the other whosoevers. So where do we go? Well, according to these passages, we start near and then we begin to go out, but we are to go. The word go is a present active indicative participle. It simply means as you are going. It was never meant to be an event. It was meant to be a way of life. As you do life, as you go, we are to share the love of Jesus. So where do we go? We go to all nations, panta ta ethne, to all ethnic groups, or Jesus's desire, basically, that everyone on the planet is to know him. To all nations, it's not a geographic expansion, but it means to every ethnicity, to every ethnic group, to do what we have uh, to do, uh, that we don't have to go very far to see the different nations around us, right? All I have to do is step out my front door and I can see people all around me that are not like me, but people who need to know Jesus. So whether your style of evangelism um, is direct or intellectual or testimonial or relational, invitational or service, every single person, including you, has God-given gifts and abilities to share the good news. You have a story to tell, and you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. In the passages that we just read, the message of Jesus to each of us is clear. There is no place that you can go that I won't go with you. I'll give you the words to speak and the love to share. I'll be the one empowering your words. I'm the one who can break through to enlighten people's hearts. And in those phrases, it dissolves all the fear that would keep us from sharing Jesus with the world around us. There are more than two billion people on our planet who are categorized as either unreached or unengaged. Many of these are right here in our homes and in our neighborhoods. We have a responsibility to tell them about Jesus. A passage that has been most convicting to me is found in Romans 10. And it says, how then will they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear unless someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. God wants to expand our worldview to expand our hearts in such a way that we understand that no one is to be left out. He petitions us to start learning about our neighbors and becoming friends, sharing meals, or being intentional about knowing people and cultures within our community and our neighborhoods. It is God who sends us in his love with the good news of the gospel to convey to a world of whosoevers that they are so loved. In teaching about the end times, Jesus assured his disciples that the good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. 
So what about our whosoever, Shirley and her daughter? Well, her daughter continued to go to church on her own, but eventually her dad stopped drinking cold turkey and he began to take the entire family to church. Years later, he told his daughter that he felt guilty seeing her ride the church bus alone and was convicted that it was his job to get his family into church. They all ended up giving their hearts to Jesus and even her younger brothers. One of them eventually became a pastor. The young girl dedicated her life to full-time ministry and at the age of 19 took her first church position. She served the church for the, for the past 35 years and has served in over 35 different countries. The girl's name was Angela, and she's standing here today. I am that whosoever. Frank could not have imagined how his act of obedience or simply knocking on the trailer uh, in a trailer park and inviting a family to church had impacted this young girl, her family, and prayerfully people all over the planet. You and I are called to love even the most unlovely people, the whosoever's who may be different than us. Different doesn't necessarily mean bad or dangerous. I kind of believe that many of us are more alike than we realize. God gets us, and he desires to redeem the whosoever's, those who are lost and far from him. And he chooses to do so through another whosoever, like you and like me. Take a look. A rebel took to the streets. He recruited others to join him. They quit their jobs left their families, and swore allegiance to him. They roamed the hood, challenged authority, and made a lot of people uneasy. Community leaders feared them. Religious leaders abhorred them. Law enforcement labeled them outlaws. We have to shut them down, they said. Get them off the streets. Protect our communities from these troublemakers but they weren't part of a gang spreading hate and terror. They were spreading love. God so greatly loved the world that he gave his only unique begotten son that whosoever believes in trusts in clings to relies on him, him shall not perish but have eternal everlasting life for, for God, God so greatly loved wife abusers child molesters human traffickers stock investors servicemen and women college deans alcoholics the homeless drug addicts rioters racists members of congress those who were 
or are incarcerated. All souls come clean. John, John 3, 3 16. 16.